0: ramsey solutions broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studio it's the ramsey show where dad is dumb cash is king and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the bmw as the status symbol of choice we help people build wealth do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author and Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Eric is with us in Omaha. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi, Dave. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So uh, within the past two years, both my wife and I have had drastic income increases And we're trying to figure out if it's more worthwhile in my starter level homes, but entry, to put more money towards my $98,000 mortgage or to invest that money into upgrades. Uh, we don't have anything that needs repaired, but, uh, but upgrade, trying to figure out if the upgrades will be more fruitful than paying down, uh, the mortgage prior to moving in two to three years, maybe. What kind of upgrades? Uh, Doing some concrete repair, possibly just replacing the deck boards. As you know, the lumber prices are nuts right now, so I'm just trying to make my, my deck uh, no,
0: Lumber prices are not nuts right now. They've come way down.
1: They've come way down? Okay. Yep.
0: They were triple, and now they're back to about normal. Um, yeah,
1: I saw there was like a $20,000 surcharge on building a new house right now. So we're, we're trying to hold it. We were trying to hold out.
0: That's a builder that's still trying to gig you, even though the prices have come down. So that doesn't mean that
2: oh, we need
0: that builder. I'm not paying any builder a $20,000 <laughs> surcharge in this current market. There's no need. Um, that's this is. A builder hadn't had the wake up call yet. The phone's ringing. Um, but so, um, <laughs> uh, concrete and deck boards. It doesn't sound like you're spending a lot of money.
1: The, the concrete, it's just mud jacking for, for the concrete work on my sidewalk. It's it's not, it's not nothing too big for that, but it's... I mean, what's the, the total bill on I'm, what
0: we're discussing here?
1: Uh, last time I got a quote, it was about $18,000 if I were to have someone come in and do my deck. Uh, otherwise, it would be about $2,000, two to three, to try to do it myself. Uh, but I'm just trying to figure out if the home upgrades are more fruitful than paying down my mortgage, so I have more equity. To I got that, but I'm trying to, to figure out what
0: you're spending on the upgrade so I can answer that. Um, and 18000 versus 2000 on a deck for labor only as the difference. There's something screwy about that number. $16,000 mm-hmm. yeah, in labor to fix a deck? Yeah. Yeah. I think that guy was smoking weed mm-hmm. <laughs> or something else. Um, so, <laughs> no. I mean, if, if the lumber is 2000 bucks, it's not that big a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you you build a deck, it, you build a deck cheaper than you're talking about.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So you need to get you need to get a different bid because the goober that gave you the bid on the deck is out of his gourd. And uh, then we're talking about five thousand dollars to fix the deck versus two thousand dollars if you hit, put, throw in some labor instead of sixteen or eighteen. So what's your household income?
1: The household income, uh, I went from 64 to 110 within the past year, and my wife makes 44. So, okay. like 154, I believe. Gotcha. Total. Okay,
0: cool. What's the house worth today?
1: The house is worth uh, 240. Okay.
0: And so, if you spend 20 grand, if you spend 20 grand sprucing this house up, 15 grand sprucing this house up with the broken concrete and the floating and the redoing mm-hmm. of the deck and that kind of stuff. 10, 15, 20 grand, something like that, you're not gonna mess up. I would not spend eighty thousand bucks on this house, but if you're gonna spend fifteen or twenty grand on it, yeah, I'll do that. Let's get the house fixed up, get it living nice and uh, then make the decision on whether you're gonna sell it or not.
2: Well and these sound like they're important upgrades. They're not like adding a pool or you know, something kind of, you know, that's, that's meaningless. These are important things that even if you want to sell the house in a few years, you're going to have to do this at some point. So yeah, you're
0: going to have to do it. You can't have a deck you fall through to put the house on the market. Yeah. So you got to get that fixed. And really, the broken concrete's going to scare people too. So I'd probably fix all of that. And just to get it ready to sell, even if you're going to sell it next spring. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I think um, you're still existing in a one year ago construction environment in your head. High, high lumber prices, high labor prices, people smoking crack that are giving you bids. And you need to go visit, again, the lumber yard now because prices are way down. You need to get revisited on the bids on everything because the people are um, much more normal now. Uh, they kind of calmed down. They, they, they kind of went crazy for a while, some of them. And they've calmed down now, and you're going to get a much more reasonable uh, process, probably, uh, if you shop around a little bit from a sub to do this work and you're going to be much but yeah do the work
2: and i think it's a both and do the work and then attack that ninety-eight thousand dollars mortgage like do the work and then you have this drastic income increase so keep keep being intense and intentional about paying off the mortgage but tackle those repairs first
0: absolutely carla is with us in seattle hey carla what's up
2: hi um uh,
3: what's up it's raining
0: (laughs) how can we help you today (laughs)
3: Um, My question is that my dad and his wife have asked my husband and I for a large sum of money to pay off their debt. My husband and I are retired and we are debt-free, but now we are on a fixed, limited income. We do not have what they are asking in the bank. It would require us to take a draw out of our retirement accounts and we would not we don't want to do that um and i want to respond to dad with facts and data and not emotion because i am very emotional and he is a great salesman (laughs) Uh, so what's your net worth Oh, we, uh, uh, we are millionaires in the bank.
0: Yeah,
3: untouchable money.
0: One million or ten? What's
3: your net worth? Oh, I don't know exactly. My husband knows the exact numbers. Well, give me a round guess. Uh, I don't know. It's,
0: it's two. Okay.
3: Two to three. All
0: right. All right. And how old are you? I don't know.
3: I'm I am fifty six, and he is fifty seven.
0: Okay, all right. And why did, How much money do they want? Fifty-five thousand. For what?
3: Um, specifically, they say to pay off three credit cards and a car loan.
0: What is the premise we, that you should give them fifty-five thousand dollars? Just because you're, because um, you got some money.
3: Um, because um, the their statement, his statement, my dad's statement was. In order to get ahead and be able to do anything in their later years, they want this debt to be gone.
0: So get a job.
3: Well, he is eighty. Eighty. She is 70. He's already yep. in his
0: later years. I know. Too
3: late. But we have very long we have a lot of longevity in our family. <laughs> so um, he is expecting to live another ten to fifteen years easy probably
0: it's just so fascinating
3: and
0: all right i'm out of time but i have to answer your question so you hang on we'll bring you right back Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top-rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Zander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com Christina Ellis, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. The government is planning to hand out more Biden bucks in the term uh, in the form of student loan forgiveness now. But that forgiveness won't wipe out all your student loan debt unless you're very unusual. And it certainly won't wipe out your car debt. It won't wipe out the other things that you've got. You need to uh, actually buckle down and do that. We can show you how to get out of debt. We've shown more people how to get out of debt so that they can build wealth than anybody else. It's called Financial Peace University. It's a proven plan to pay off all your loans, including your student loans. Millions and millions, tens of millions of people have done it. So kick Sally Mae out. Kick everybody out that you owe money to. Get rid of them and start Financial Peace University right now. RamseySolutions.com slash F-P-U. All right. Carla is with us in Seattle. She's in her late 50s. Uh, She and her husband are worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $2 million. Her 80-year-old father calls with his wife and says, we want $55,000 as a gift from you to pay off our uh, credit cards so that we can do well in our later years as if he's not already there. And that's a summary of what you told me. Is that fair? That's fair. And he's a good salesman. He's a bit manipulative. You have trouble saying no to your daddy. We established that. And yet you don't want to do this. I think I heard that between the lines, and I kind of think your husband doesn't want to do it for sure.
3: hmm uh, And there are reasons that we don't.
0: What are the reasons?
3: Yeah. The reasons are that <laughs> um, his wife is owed a large amount of money, and she will not pursue it from her own family. Um, and so I, I feel like they're making the decision to be in the situation. You're the easier maybe mark. they don't. I am definitely, I am so much easier. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry you're in this situation. It's so hard. Even if you're in it's your beautiful. 50s, he's still your daddy. And, yeah. And, he, and it's really hard to own the fact that he's a, manip, a manipulative jerk.
3: Well, he's, I, well.
0: He is. I your haven't work. I haven't even met him, but what you've told me about him, I don't like him. Okay. Who calls up their daughter and says, I'm entitled to $55,000 of your money, and I'm going to send you on a travel, I'm going to be a travel agent for guilt trips if you don't
2: give it to me. Who does that? Not the guy I like. <clears throat> Carla, what have these conversations looked like? How how has he approached you? You said he's a good salesman, but what does that look like or sound <laughs> like?
3: He's always been in... Um, in sales jobs his whole entire life, but how it went was he, uh, oh, by the way, when you have uh, some time this next week, can you give me a call? I, I want to ask you something. I'm like, okay. So a few days go by and I call and I say, Hey, you know, I'm calling you back. You said you wanted, what do you got going on? And he said, well, we, we have a situation and he presents his uh, sales pitch for why they are asking for what they're asking. Um, And they asked a couple other people before us, and now they're asking us. And it would be great. You know, all of this would be paid off. They'd pay us this much back over time. Mm -hmm. And it would be, you know, um, he, he, he thought that they could pay back interest, which we just kind of, you know like okay yeah whatever no okay if, mean, the were, if the situation
0: were if the situation in the relationships were completely different 55,000 out of 2 million you're not going to miss it and no I, not I, at I, all I would, I would in a heartbeat pay off my dad or my mom's stuff and just help out if he's 80 years old uh, but yep. but the but the situation is not different the situation is what it is and um and so Um, I just, you know, I'm just going to have to tell you what you already know and give you the courage (laughs) to do what you already know you have to do. And you can't live with yourself and your husband if you do this. So the answer is no. Because you're not doing it for any really good reason. You're only doing it because you're caving and you're a coward if you do it. Am I am I speaking what's okay. been inside your brain already?
3: Um, it's not in my brain. it's in my gut and my heart yeah, and
0: now I'm putting it down in your brain yeah it, it's it tears yeah. you up because it's your daddy, and right. I don't care how old you get. It's still your daddy, and that's yeah. why this is just so wrong to put you in this position. It's just wrong, and so I'm sorry you're there. It does break my it breaks my heart for you, but I think you and your husband just sit down and you say, we're gonna pan back from this. And this is not a six-year-old little girl looking for her daddy, mm. looking for her daddy's approval. This is a grown, very sophisticated woman that's very bright in her fifties that is making a conscious decision to say, "I am not going to be manipulated."
3: Can I follow up that uh, no with? But here is a bunch of information from. Uh, yeah. Ramsey Solutions, go sure. to
0: this website. <laughs> sure. Matter of fact, I'll give you Financial Peace University. I would love for them oh I would love to help him and help him go through Financial Peace University. I'll give it to you as a gift. Well,
3: that's very gracious.
0: And you can give it to them. Well, thank but you. I, I, and I think you and your husband, you just say, look, we talked about it. Our money's tied up in investments right now. We think you should go after her relative's money. I think that's an easier mark. And it doesn't make sense for us right now. And I love you, but I'm just so sorry. We can't do it at this time. It doesn't, it's not convenient for us. Well, what about, what about, what about? That's, no that, that, That's the beginning and the end of it. You don't have to give an explanation to the salesman. You just said no. No, I'm okay. not buying the car. No, I'm not buying the purse. No, I'm bu- not buying the manipulation. <laughs> no. No is a complete sentence.
2: Well, and Carla, let's get you a copy of Own Your Past, Change Your Future by Dr. John Deloney, because it doesn't sound like this is the first time you've had these type of conversations with your dad. It sounds like there's a history of kind of manipulative conversations. So just taking some time for you to process that and heal from that, I know it's going to be hard. And you said you've been kind of lost in your emotions. So I'm sure this is going to be an emotional conversation. It's very hard. I mean,
0: you're going to be, you're going to be, you feel like a teenage girl asking to go out on a date or a teenage girl that thinks she's going to get grounded. You know, it's what, that's, the, that's what it activates inside of you emotionally. I don't care how old you are. I'm 62 and I can feel it right now. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I get that. I understand that. So it doesn't go away, it doesn't, it doesn't change. And so, but what you do, the only way to deal with it is to pan back from the emotions and say, okay, we're going to deal with this based on facts. Be very gentle and very quick and short, and no is a complete sentence. And it's not a big discussion. You do not owe an encyclopedia worth of reasons. It's our stuff's tied up. We don't think it's a good move, and we think you should get the money from her family. And we're not able to do it right now. So right now, we're, the answer is no. We love you. We hope it works out for you. Matter of fact, we're going to put you through Financial Peace University. But no. Yep. End of sentence. No more discussion. We're not going to debate this. We're not going to let him drag this down the thing. He's not going to solve the objection because the objection is over it's over. It's a complete sentence.
2: It's a complete sentence. And then you don't have to feel guilt and shame. moving No, forward.
0: absolutely not. And the very fact that, that that's all here is the reason for the no. Exactly. It's not her, it's not, she should get it from them. It's not that, um, you have it tied up in investments. It's the very way that the whole thing is handled and the whole thing it's couched in that you, and you don't want to do it. And by the way, it's your money you do not have an ethical or a moral obligation to give manipulators money just because they happen to be kin to you. It's just not there. Well, what about The Bible says to honor your parents. It does not say to honor their misbehavior. If your dad calls up and he's doing cocaine, he needs some money, you don't give him money. That's not what the Bible's talking about. It says we honor the position of fatherhood, not the misbehavior of the sole individual that is in the position. We honor the position of president, not the misbehavior of the president. It's a different thing. I honor the position of motherhood. But if mom's an alcoholic, we don't honor that. Okay? That's the thing you're looking at. And so uh, you're not biblically or morally or spiritually or psychologically obligated in any any sane person's book. Okay? So you're set free right now. Right now. Hang on. We're going to pick up and get you FPU for him and own your past, change your future for you. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, and Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Kevin and Lisa are with us in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. And I would ask where you're from, but the Phillies shirts give you away, I'm guessing Philadelphia.
2: Yes.
4: Yes, about, about 15 minutes away. Rep- we live in Jersey. Representing the f- the
0: representing the team, though, you're repping. Yep. A- absolutely. Good job. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well done, well done, well done. All right. How much debt have you guys paid off? We paid off
4: $95,146.
0: All right. How long did this take? 30 months.
4: Good for you. And your range of income during that two and a half years? Was about 99 to 125 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I work for Super of America in Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm a parts information coordinator. All right.
5: Me disabled since 2015.
0: Okay. All right. Good. So $95,000 worth of what kind of debt?
4: It was uh, just about everything. We were probably normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
5: truck, truck cards cards most of the animals put us in debt
4: animals put you in debt what yes. kind of
5: animals dogs dogs two with diabetes and overnight stays and every time we went it was four or five thousand dollars good lord yeah
4: and we had a 401k loan mixed uh, in there and a personal loan as well mm-hmm. okay what was the wake-up call what got you started two and a half years ago so we're gonna we are to we got to stop this I, th- I think we did it davish for 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 a while and I was at the point where Lisa got hurt, and we had some issues going on with that. I got to the point, January 2020, I was going to do a New Year's resolution. I was going to get myself out of debt. Mm -hmm. And I came across, you know, your YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. and I started listening, and I got I bought in. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, Lisa, he's kind of gone down the rabbit hole here on YouTube.
0: What did you say?
5: Um, I was right with him. Right with him. Right there. Let's do it. Yep. we we struggled a lot during the years you know living paycheck to paycheck
0: how long y'all been married
5: 33 years
0: okay all right -hmm. together each other for 40 years okay we
5: were were babies we were 14
0: okay and you look up and you say all right after 30 years we're done Mm -hmm. this has got to change done the worm has turned yes and you and you went all in then huh? yes
5: we went all in we did everything we possibly
2: could wow yep what did that journey look like
4: I think I had seven part-time jobs
2: throughout.
4: Wow. Just just, you know, I, if I didn't like it, I didn't go back. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, you know, this was during during COVID, yeah, too. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, was I was COVID. I started at Walgreens, I worked at Walgreens for a little bit, I worked at Walmart. I got a job at a floral place working, you know, m- Monday through f- Friday. It was it was a uh, it was surreal, but it, you know, and and I just Never never thought you'd be a florist, huh? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. But it was a It was a warehouse being a florist. I okay. was picking picking the flowers, but they were in boxes and shipping them to the to the places that ah, actually need the arrangement. Okay. So it was, okay. it was pretty. Pretty. It was pretty cool. It was nice inside. It was cool. Yeah, I bet. that yeah. Smelled good. Too. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really had to buckle down once I lost my salary. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you doing better? Are you feeling okay? Yeah,
2: I'm doing okay. Good. I go day by day.
0: <laughs> Good.
4: I'm glad.
2: Y'all are the definition of gazelle intense. Yes. 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 That's amazing. So, yes. what would you tell people is the key to getting out of debt?
4: Budget. Mm-hmm. budget. Every dollar budget. Get it. If you don't, if you don't have it, I mean, it t- it takes a while to get used to budgeting, but when you're th- taking three thousand to four thousand dollars and putting it at your debt a month, and you're you're having that, being able to do it, it it's amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing
5: it's very amazing
4: way to go you guys it is
5: yeah you know, we always we never talked about money before so we sat with meetings every month every every week
0: you completely changed yes, yes. i mean and that's hard
5: that's hard i think it's
0: easier three months after you're married than 30 years after you're married
5: yeah i think we fought more married than we did talking these last two years
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. good well and and you guys are people who you didn't budget before you struggled with money and then you just did it what would you tell people who are intimidated to budget it
4: it takes it takes work to to budget it it does like take three months to 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 hone it down Mm -hmm. and every dollar now goes to budgets and we have budget meetings every month every morning when Mm -hmm. we're drinking our coffee you know just say this is where it's going
5: when we started this and we put the thousand dollars away I had to hide it every time and keep putting it away and, and moving it because I always thought he was going to take it. <laughs> but I did.
0: Because for 30 years he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Oh my God. And then we really did. We just had to touch it in September. His mom passed away just four mm. weeks ago. So, you know, and her life wasn't great because her insurance plan was in her ex-husband's who was dead. And, you know, we still have to wait for all that to come through. So we had to dig in. Wow. That was our first time we used emergency. Wow,
0: so, good for
4: you
5: guys. It was good.
0: How's it feel to be free? Awesome.
5: Fabulous. We Fabulous. We, we
4: we came here. We uh we 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 stayed here for. You know, the Friday we got here, the Phillies were were, were playing. We, yeah. were watch- we were watching them, and they're three and zero since we've been here. So I don't know. I might not be able to go oh, home no. because we
5: <laughs> ride
4: the whole World Series out here in Nashville. Yeah. Huh? Are we, can we
5: stay another week?
2: No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, who were your biggest cheerleaders during this journey?
4: Our our kids, Kyle,
0: Kevin, uh, Courtney, and Courtney. <laughs> yeah, they knew you needed to do it and that you could do it.
5: We also have. Uh, probably two weddings coming up in the next two years so oh yeah
0: congratulations yeah, yes. some things to get ready for huh? yes yeah, very good one i
2: love that you're changing your family tree the fact that they are your biggest cheerleaders they yes. saw what your life looked like before and then they watched you fight through this journey you know that's going to have an impact on them moving forward yes. Yes,
5: yes they see it more now they didn't see it back then Mm-mm. but they know now
2: yeah that's powerful yes.
0: way right. to go you guys so proud of you thank yes, you. very thank you. very well done very well done and you were holding the gazelle card up out there earlier Zika. yes you already got the gazelle card i got it all we right, just got man. it as
5: we were heading out this week so i love it
0: that's <laughs> perfect timing cool very cool mm-hmm. well congratulations guys we got a copy of total money makeover for you and the baby steps millionaires book for you that's the next chapter in your story for sure mm-hmm. and uh, a one-year um, membership to financial peace university and the live and give bundle all of that goes in there Use whatever you want. Give away whatever you want, and uh, it's all for you. Just to say, we're proud of you, and way to go. Great. So very, very well done, Kevin and Lisa. Ninety-five thousand dollars paid off in 30 months, making 99 to 125. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one.
6: We're, we're debt-free. debt-free.
0: of the people who get out of debt have to overcome things while they are getting out of debt. Mm. She obviously, we didn't dig for details uh, just out of politeness, obviously went through an injury and a disability uh, as a result. Uh, They went through a bunch of other stuff. They did this during COVID. Uh, Our last two debt-free screamers decided in January of 2020, and then two months later, things start shutting down three months later, the entire world shuts down and uh, people lose their jobs. People are scared. Uh, they're, they're, people think you're crazy if you're out there moving around and you're working in the middle of all that. And they did anyway.
2: I love that. I, I kind of have that visual image of so many people running away from the storm and instead they just ran into it. Y'all saw challenges and you went, you know what, I'm not afraid. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to fight to get our family out of debt.
0: Yeah, this is it's time that this changed and mm. uh, it's, it's time that this is over. And you have to have that moment and there's that I've had it moment, as the great motivator Les Brown says. You know, you change your life when you finally say
2: I've had it,
0: and that's the thing. You got to have that moment, and, and it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're 23, whether you're 63, whether you're 43. I don't care where you are. You've got to have that moment. And the weird thing is, different things will cause you to have that moment. It, it can be. It could have been the sca- the scare around COVID. It could be uh, the scare around medical problems. It could be. Uh, just I finally am disgusted. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be some big thing, but you do need to be able to pinpoint and go, That's when it happened. That's when everything changed.
2: That's so good. And and that will propel you forward through challenges because it doesn't sound like your journey was easy. Seven jobs. You guys had to work hard to do that. You guys had to fight through, you know, not feeling like you were strong at budgeting. Like you said, it took three months or more to figure that out. You had some arguments and had to wrestle through it, but you did it.
0: Yeah. You did Powerful. it. Powerful. Good people good people right there well done kevin and lisa whoop whoop this is the ramsey show Christine Ellis Ramsey Personality Number One Best Selling Author is my co-host. Joining us is the next number one best-selling author. <laughs> Will Gadera, my good friend from New York, uh, has got a brand new book out and this is a remarkable book a remarkable man and uh got to meet him a few years ago uh simon sinek introduced us as a matter of fact at an event we were both at in aspen and we've become fast friends ever since and you're gonna love this guy you're gonna love the book the book is unreasonable hospitality the remarkable power of giving people more than they expect uh will's uh Ownership, uh, partial ownership with 11 Madison Park in New York City. Uh, the creativity that he brought to Unreasonable Hospitality made it the number one restaurant in the world, literally uh multiple times over and uh has got multiple awards after his name everyone in the restaurant world knows will and um unreasonable hospitality and knows his personality welcome my friend thank you so much congratulations on (laughs) new book brother
6: today is the day today is pub day this is pub day it's officially out there's nowhere i'd rather be than here with you guys today Ah, i usually say say that to all the
0: girls uh, (laughs) oh man it's amazing so What is unreasonable hospitality? Uh, Give some examples of what you did at the restaurant.
6: So unreasonable hospitality is the strategy that I used to make our restaurant number one in the world. All the other restaurants, they, they were unreasonable in the food that they were serving. They were unreasonable in pursuit of product. I choose to be unreasonable in pursuit of people and how we made them feel. And so we would... Basically, when I say unreasonable, I mean doing whatever it takes to I make mean, you people feel some bizarre stuff. Well, we so we had a position in the restaurant whose only responsibility was to just go way above and beyond. So like one example, a couple came in after their beach vacation flight was canceled. Um, we turned our private dining room into their own private beach. We put about 500 pounds of sand on the ground in a kiddie pool filled with uh. water they could dip their feet into over tropical Mai Tais um
2: that's amazing
6: (laughs) or one time we there was a family of four from spain visiting the restaurant and the most beautiful thing happened when the kids were looking out the windows with wonder because it had started snowing and it was the first time they'd seen snow so we somehow found a store that was still open at eight o'clock on a friday night selling sleds and when they left the restaurant there was a chauffeur driven suv to take them to central park to go sledding um We did all these things. Who does
0: that? (laughs) The number one restaurant in the world. That's who does that.
6: But but I'll tell you what we did. Listen, people don't collect stuff anymore. It doesn't cost that much. No, it definitely doesn't cost that much. It just costs
0: ideas. And the person's position, their job, their title position was.
6: They were called the Dreamweaver. Yeah.
0: (laughs) A nod to 80s rock. Yeah.
6: A nod to the the, the seminal song by Gary Mm -hmm. Wright. You know, people don't collect things anymore. They collect experiences. And I believe that in order for an experience to be worth collecting, you need to give people a memory to help them relive it. Mm. But the cool thing, and this is what's so special about Unreasonable Hospitality and why I believe it applies to things far beyond restaurants. Oh, it does. Is because two things happen when you create a culture, when you give your team the permission and the resources to start thinking like this. One, they're empowered. In my restaurant, they were no longer just serving plates of food that someone else had created. They were coming up with their own ideas, and those ideas were affecting the experience, and they worked that much harder to make the experience great because of it. But two, there is just nothing more energizing than seeing the look of complete joy on someone's face when they receive a gift you're responsible for giving them. Yeah. Surprise
0: and delight is the best reward for any team member when they get the opportunity to surprise and delight a customer.
6: You're giving them the gift of being able to give people gifts. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's a lot of what we did and, and it took us straight to the top.
2: That's amazing. I remember you talking at Entree Leadership Summit and telling the hot dog story yeah. <laughs> and about how somebody on your team just listened and they heard somebody say, you know, that was their dream in New York and y'all provided that.
6: Yeah. We, we overheard a table saying that they'd had dinner at all the best restaurants. They just hadn't had a hot dog from a street cart. <laughs> and so we ran outside, grabbed a hot dog, somehow convinced the chef to serve it and, <laughs> in
0: the in a fine dining <laughs> restaurant, a <four> star restaurant. <laughs> I, I would imagine it, it had some presentation to it but
6: yeah but, but i'll tell you what like when we served it i'd never seen anyone react to anything we'd served them the way that they did to that hot dog because it was specific to them one of the things i say is that genuine hospitality is one size fits one mm. where someone feels seen completely seen because they they know that you're fully present with them I think the other thing the hot dog showed was this lesson that I believe every customer service business can benefit from, which is take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Because too often in pursuit of these brands that are somewhat arbitrary in many ways, we let our self-imposed standards get in the way of us giving people the things they actually want.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and and I think what's happened is um, I'm seeing, I, I think your book timing is amazing because I'm seeing a revolt coming up, not only in business, but among the public where they've had enough of fake friends, hmm. fake experiences, yeah. digital experiences that aren't real. You figured out Facebook friends aren't real friends. Yeah. They won't come change your tire to two in the morning. <laughs> they won't help you move on the weekend. They most certainly you don't. Know, they just don't. They're not real. And uh, so you can collect all those fake friends you want, or you can f- collect real relationships. There's a relationship revolution coming. Yeah. Uh, The digital thing has overplayed its hand, Mm. and uh, not to say digital is going to go away. I'm not saying that at all, but the current use of it has become so freaking shallow that there's no connectivity like you're talking about
6: with unreasonable hospitality. Yeah, I mean, the digital transformation has almost started to feel like a race to the bottom, Mm -hmm. and what people are craving, especially after the last three years, is connection, and people will pay more and be more loyal if you're the person that starts to give it to them. But, and by the way, this is not just a work thing. It's a life thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm excited about the book for restaurants, of course. That's the world that I'm from. But I believe that this can be a really helpful tool to anyone in any customer service business. Because, I mean, listen, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're in construction or financial services or insurance or retail or real estate. You do the same thing that I do. You're in the business of serving other people. And this is my call to arms that we should just be a bit more unreasonable in how we serve them.
0: Yeah, and and relational and connection. Uh, We had some good friends uh, about six or eight weeks ago, I guess, just call and say, hey, you, you guys come over for dinner.
6: You know how weird that is? <laughs> Nobody does that anymore. I know. That's so That's so 1970s. I know. Wait, hold on. We're going to be together, like, <laughs> like actually at your connecting house like human like beings just together? Sitting at your table, and you're, like, cooked and stuff. We're going to be in, in the And then we had a
0: conversation, <laughs> and the television wasn't on. There was no football. There was just people sitting there talking and eating together. It was fantastic. (laughs) I came home and I told
2: Sharon, we're doing that more. That's like a thing now. Uh,
0: But you're uh, right. Unreasonable hospitality, it it, it can be very personal. For sure.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited about this book. I remember the moment I heard you speak, I was like, I can't wait to get this and start practicing it. Because the examples you gave of ways that we can start implementing it were Mm. powerful. How can other people outside of the restaurant industry start implementing some of these practices?
6: For sure. So I, I just recently moved into a new apartment. And I think that's a great like just opportunity for an example. So every time i bought or rented a new apartment, the real estate agent has at best left me a bottle of sparkling wine in the fridge as my thank you slash congratulations gift. And these aren't cheap apartments. No <laughs> 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 perhaps not and by, by the way this <laughs> perhaps is not, yeah. <laughs> this is someone with whom i've spent weeks if not months looking together for my new home if they've been paying attention they should know almost every intimate detail about my life so imagine instead if the first time we walked into the place that we chose he overheard my wife talking about the nook that she could see her tell herself doing yoga in every morning and imagine if when we moved in instead of that bottle of sparkling wine There was a yoga mat in that nook with a candle and a a note that said, welcome to your new home. Mm. A, that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. B, it doesn't cost that much more than a bottle of sparkling wine. And C, it's an insignificant investment in what will inevitably be a lifelong relationship. I believe it's simple pattern recognition. No matter what you do, you can find these opportunities to give people more than they could possibly expect. And if you seize on them, it's a win-win-win because it will make the business more profitable. Yes, you have to spend a little bit of money but that hot dog you're talking about, that was $2. But two, the guests will be happier. They will come back. And three, it just makes doing the job so much more, more fulfilling. Fun. Yeah, And people are better at their job when they're yeah. having fun doing it.
0: You guys see why Will and I became fast friends. He's brilliant <laughs> and fun to hang out with. The book is Unreasonable Hospitality. The remarkable power of giving people more than they expect. I predict it to be a big bestseller. Thank you. you. Don't want to miss this. It's an incredible book. I can't wait to get home and read it. Be sure and check it out anywhere great books are sold, including Amazon. That puts hour of The Ramsey Show in the books.